Grant. I'm Elena. And welcome to History Honeys. The podcast where a married couple teaches each other about cool stuff in the past. And welcome one and all to our very special 100th episode. Ooh. Oh my goodness. We've been doing this forever. <laughs> uh, so I thought I, I would uh, celebrate the occasion by going back over each of those past 99 episodes uh-huh. and presenting a new fact on each of their topics. Oh, boy. <laughs> so here we have 99 brand new facts for everybody. Just just 99? Well, we have 99 previous episodes. You could have made up one for today, just a cool fact. You can make up a fact, too. <laughs> I won't stop you. You could have you could have found a fact about the number 100. You're going to have about an hour to do that on your own time, and maybe then you can get back to us. We haven't even started, and I'm already disappointed. The show hurts sometimes. <laughs> number one. The oldest marked grave on Mackinac Island is from 1833, but... There are unmarked graves in the military cemetery dating back to the War of 1812, with remains coming from both sides of the war. Oh. Five years after the Eastland disaster, Western Electric began employing married women. Yeah. Previously, uh, if an employee got married, she was expected to resign. Yeah, that, that was like a thing through like the 80s. hmm Everywhere. Number three. In 1969, the Comics Code still forbade any mention of werewolves. Editor uh, Jerry Conway snuck one into the House of Secrets issue issue 83 as a way to credit writer Marv Wolfman. What's House of Secrets? House of Secrets was a uh, spooky anthology book. So there oh, was okay. so one of the stories contained within the the narrator character said that it was told to him by a wandering wolfman. Okay. Ah. ah. Get it? Marv Wolfman. Uh, the code couldn't reject someone's given name. So yeah. that's how it got through. Uh, the rest of the writers got word that uh, Marv was doing, you know, credited work. Uh, and so they all demanded a revision to DC's crediting policy. So they all got their names on the stories they wrote for anthology titles. Ah. Number four, tuberculosis and other public health concerns ended the bushy facial hair trend we associate with the mid-1800s, Civil War generals in particular. I thought I mentioned that one. (laughs) It was believed that all manner of disease was transmitted, quote, by the whisker route. Well, yeah, knowing, like, dudes, they probably were like, I don't need to wash my face. (laughs) I mean, they weren't washing a lot of things around then, but... Number five, one of the acts in Mr. Bluebeard was a gigantic head appearing to a hallucinating drunk puppeted by two English acrobats. They also played the dancing elephant. The performers survived the fire, but it is unknown whether the head did. The head's name was Grant. (laughs) Fact six, the current election cycle may be proof that buying television ads is a campaign strategy of the past as Michael Bloomberg paid $130 per vote he actually got in ads alone. Uh, he received no delegates in most primary races where he was listed, though he did win the American Samoa primary. Uh, number seven, the Munster Rebellion was the topic for a popular episode of the Hardcore History podcast, uh, which was featured in several scenes of Mr. Robot. Yeah, they should have featured us in Mr. Robot. Right? I would have signed those papers. It's fine. Well, and we were around when, like, Mr. Robot started. Wow, think about that. Right? 
Well, right? we, we we were around for the scenes that featured, you know, uh, uh, the taxidermist lady listening to hardcore history at the very least. That show's got a strange timeline. <laughs> Number eight, over 500 new oak trees have been grown from the Liberty Tree in Magic Kingdom's Liberty Square. Aww. They've taken acorns from it and planted other trees where, around. Where? I don't like know. Like on their property? I would around have to the imagine. The East Coast? <laughs> I have questions. Look for any uh, oak tree less than 50 years old, and there is a chance, I suppose. You should have researched this one more. Number nine, Lucy Gonzalez Parsons was a founding member of the IWW uh, and was the only woman to speak at their inaugural convention. Uh, she used her speech to advocate for sex workers to be included in their membership. Number 10, the oldest known ghost ship of the Great Lakes is the Griffin, which disappeared in 1678 and is sometimes still seen in the fog of northern Lake Michigan. Number 11, J.J. the Horse-Faced Horse is not real. Fuck you. Yes, he is. <laughs> J.J. the Horse-Faced Horse is totally real. Don't you take this away from me. Don't you take this away from our listeners. J.J. the Horse-Faced Horse has fan art. <laughs> Number 12, there is a story that during the Chicago fire, one man stayed behind in the water tower to, to make sure the pumps kept running for all the firefighters until the flames trapped him inside and he hung himself without hope of escape. People claimed to see a silhouette of a hanged man through the upper windows. Uh, they then called the police who arrive and find it empty. So this dude killed himself inside the building... Like the one building that didn't burn. With the benefit of hindsight, it's a bit of a, a bad call on his part, sure. Should have at least waited to see, like, <laughs> is the building going down? Does it seem like we're okay? <laughs> Fact 13. Carpenter's Hall was not only the site of the First Continental Congress, but also the U.S.'s first bank robbery uh, a few years later in 1798. Uh, it was home to the Bank of Pennsylvania while the permanent building was being constructed. The robbery was an inside job between the porter of the bank and a member of the Carpenter's Company. Ah. Number 14. Cubs fans agree that Ozzy Osbourne was the worst celebrity guest to sing at the seventh inning stretch. Oh, that would be bad. It was very bad. <laughs> that, that just does not sound like a good idea ever. Although last season's appearance by Cookie Monster is already an all-time favorite. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I am all about that. 15. The Sound of Music Live was NBC's <gasps> highest-rated <gasps> non-sports show for six years and sparked a wave of similar specials on American networks. However, the surviving Von Trapp family said they would have preferred Anne Hathaway play Maria. You know... I would have gotten behind that much better because <laughs> Carrie Underwood was god awful. That lady has no breath support. She Six was panting. <laughs> she was panting walking. 16. During Nixon's 1969 inaugural, the Yippies planned to hold an inauguration ceremony for their candidate, Pegasus. Pegasus. We know about this. We, we know about the nomination of Pegasus, not the inauguration of Pegasus. Oh, so I was like, I know about Pegasus. <laughs> well, did you know about Mrs. Pegasus? They, they presented Mrs. Pegasus to the, to the D.C. press with the help of WITCH, which uh, stands for Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from Hell. Oh, 
Uh, the ceremony never occurred, and uh, the Pegasus from the Chicago Convention was found a home on a farm with the help of Chicago's Anti-Cruelty Society. See, Chicago's Anti-Cruelty Society should have their own episode. Because that's where Moki comes from? Also because there's so much interesting history, such as how they got founded. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it since we adopted the dog. Yeah. 17. Marcel Duchamp had an alter ego named Rose Selavy, which inspired an oyster bar in Lower Manhattan named Cell Rose. What was episode 17? Uh, th- this one's for you, dear. This is about Dada. Okay. It, w- it was our first New Year's special, and you talked about Dada for half of it. Okay. 18. Epcot is being completely reimagined as we speak. Well, well not right once now. they reopen for construction... <laughs> Future World is being transformed into three new themed lands, World Discovery, World Celebration, and World Nature. 19. Stan Lee died at the age of 95 from cardiac arrest. Oh, he died after that episode. That's right. Yeah. Oh, gotta, gotta update. <laughs> Number 20. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre led to the creation of a special crime committee who were sworn in over the corpses of the seven victims. Yes! For a photo opportunity. Oh my god, you place your hand on the corpse! Hand on a Bible, standing next to the corpse. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You gotta swear on top of this corpse. Touch him. Yes, please. Number 21, friend of the show Andrew Zimmern visited Copper Country to make and eat traditional pasties in a church basement. Actually, I've totally seen that episode. Yes. We watched that episode. Number 22, Jim Henson was the executive producer of The Witches, starring Angelica Houston. Roald Dahl saw it in a test screening, hated it, and demanded his name be removed from the film until he received a letter from Henson apologizing. (sighs) Number 23, the rise of Impressionism led to the words spread to to other kinds of art. Claude Debussy is the most famous Impressionist composer, though he absolutely hated the label, even as applied to painters. It took me a second to understand that one. 24. (laughs) Women also sold newspapers in 1899 New York, and the striking newsboys let them sell whatever they want because they wouldn't hit women. And this is why there should be women in the Broadway musical. Make it more accurate, please. Annie Kelly did join the boycott and saw her profits actually increase because all the newsboys were sending their customers to her stand in order to shut out the newsstands run by women who didn't join the boycott. Yeah. 25. uh, The dogs Vetriok and Ugolyok spent 21 days in orbit on board Cosmos 10, a a length of stay that wouldn't be matched by humans until Skylab 2 eight years later. Dang. 26. The plan to use the streets of America at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, then known as Disney MGM Studios, Mm -hmm. as a live shooting location while guests were out and about taking their tram tour was immediately scrapped once they realized the noise that was made by the Catastrophe Canyon section of the tour. Yeah, it makes a lot. It made a lot of noise. It was very loud. (laughs) Guest experience came first. 27. The Cochabamba Water War was a catalyst in the rise of Bolivia's MAS Party, the Movement for Socialism, and therefore the presidency of of Evo Morales, recently ended by a coup when the OAS falsely declared his re-election fraudulent. Yeah. 
then released a statement saying, oh, whoopsie, actually the election was totally uh, uh, above board and the results are kind of what you would have expected. Whoops. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Number 28, the second largest ship to sink on the Great Lakes was the SS Carl D. Bradley, which Mm -hmm. snapped in half during a 1958 storm on Lake Michigan. Did I not talk about this one in my shipwreck episode? Because Dan Hall totally has a song about the SS Carl Bradley. (laughs) In half. Are you really sure that I did not talk about that one? Fact number 29. You can ignore whether you did or not. Okay. Fact number 29. Richard J. Daly's only electoral loss was when he ran for Cook County Sheriff in 1946 in a landslide election for Republicans across contested seats. If he had the sheriff's seat, and if Democratic Party leadership hadn't resigned, leaving spaces for advancement, who knows what Chicago would look like today? Who knows? Number 30. Disney World resort plans included an Asian resort, Venetian resort, and Persian resort. The Asian resort was closest to construction before the 1973 oil crisis led to the cancellation of all three. When did the Venetian Hotel in LA or in Las, in Las Vegas get built? Did they totally steal Disney's plans? I have no idea. <laughs> The land that was marked out for the Asian resort uh, is where the Grand Floridian was eventually built. The other two plots of land still remain undeveloped. People really like the Grand Floridian. It's pretty. I won't want to stay there. Fact number 31. Sony tried to sell their film Holmes and Watson of 2018 to Netflix before its release. Netflix declined. It made $30 million in the U.S. on a budget of $42 million. It's the uh, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley Holmes and Watson. Oh! Yeah. Okay, I forgot that existed. Yes, so did America. <laughs> Number 32. At the 1933 World's Fair, Westinghouse exhibited a robot that could execute commands given over a telephone, like shaking hands or smoking a cigarette. Oh boy. However, the robot did require a light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fact number 33. The Seventh-day Adventists of Europe had a schism when the church leadership allowed its members to take up arms in the First World War and not observe the Sabbath when on the battlefield. This created the true and free Seventh-day Adventist church in the USSR. Mm-hmm. The Russian branch of the church who said, no, 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 do, do not overwrite our doctrines just, just to fight in the war to end all wars. Mm-hmm. Number 34, the first documented famous pirate to actually wear an eye patch was Rama ibn Jabir al-Jalhami, a Barbary pirate who lived well after the golden age of piracy. It's like the Rosie the Riveter of pirates. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's associated with all mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to come out here and say that no pirates during the golden age had uh, eye patches, but none of them were pirate captains that people would like write stories about. Yeah. Yeah. Number 35, the first carnation given to soldiers, which gave the Carnation Revolution its name, was from a woman named Celeste Cairo. She is still living at age 87. Her birthday was last Saturday. Oh, that's that's strange. Or I suppose yesterday at time of recording is a better way to say that. Fact number 36, Arthur Meeker grew up in the Prairie Avenue district and in 1949 published a historical novel called Prairie Avenue about a 12-year-old who moves into the street and learns about the secrets and scandals inside the palatial homes. Like the kid lives in the street? 
he lives with his aunt and uncle who have a Prairie Avenue oh, okay. address. I was like, does he live in the gutter? Like, crawls out in the middle of the night, sneaks around? <laughs> yes, absolutely. No. Totally an X-File. Fact number 37. Stanton Friedman, one of the leading Roswell ufologists, was caricatured as Dr. Stanton in a 1998 issue of Betty and Veronica. Hey! <laughs> 38. When Alice Mabel Gray, the Diana of the Dunes, lived in the Indiana Dunes, she was often attacked in articles in the Chesterton Tribune, one of the most notable newspapers of northern Indiana. They thought she wasn't all that pretty, for one thing, and she'd be better off joining the Red Cross if she wanted to do something so badly with her life. Okay, that's like not only a dig at her, but like the Red Cross. <laughs> like, if you work for the Red Cross, you gotta be ugly. Like, what the fuck? 39. I mentioned many of the deaths during the Taiping Rebellion were due to disease, specifically the third bubonic plague pandemic. Yeah. Uh, which originated in China and spread across the continent, killing over one million in India and devastating Hong Kong. Fact number 40. Animal Kingdom has more rock work than the faces on Mount Rushmore. You know what? This fact has got to be even more true now. <laughs> Uh, also, scientists discovered two new elephant vocalizations in the park that had never before been rec uh, recorded in the wild. That's cool. That is cool. 41. The collapse of the studio system and its talent contracts began the increase in pay for stars, people who could guarantee a film's success just by being in it. This, in turn, made talent agents much more necessary, much more powerful, and much, much more wealthy. Mm-hmm. Number 42. The choice of patronage during the Great Western Schism was often a proxy for political struggle. One case is the Welsh independence movement led by Owen Glendowner. Uh, they recognized the Avignon Pope, while the English crown recognized the Roman Pope. So many popes. Three, if you'll recall. So many! Number 43. The field built for the 1904 Olympic events is still used by a local St. Louis University. It is unknown how many football players use strychnine as a performance-enhancing drug, but I would assume zero. <laughs> Fact number 44. Helen Keller was also a strident pacifist and a vocal part of the anti-war movement. Her speech at Carnegie Hall in 1916 called for soldiers to strike to end the war and to demand justice back home. Yeah. 45. Holmes' murder castle was later turned into a post office and has long since been demolished. A new post office stands in its place. Okay, I totally shared that fact on my episode. <laughs> These are not new facts. Number 46. <laughs> you are so into... That's because you couldn't find anything I didn't say. <laughs> Cedar Point's lagoons will be open to guess again with the Snake River Expedition Ride, scheduled to open in 2020 for their 150th anniversary season. <laughs> Is it? Is it actually uh, gonna... It was when it was announced. Uh, we... uh, at the point of recording, it is unknown whether it will open in 2020. <laughs> uh, this is not just a, a boat ride going around the lagoons. Uh, it features a live story told by both animatronics and actors. Oh. Yeah. It sounds boring. <laughs> I think it sounds cool. <laughs> I go to Cedar Point. Aw. To be thrown hundreds of feet in the air while strapped to a piece of metal. Okay, but how about a nice pleasant boat ride that gives you so many more uh, vantage points on those rides that you couldn't get anywhere else? All you have to do is ignore the cowboy. But <laughs> uh, it just goes against the theming. 
the feel. It's the first thing with theme. <laughs> That's exactly it. No theme, please. <laughs> Except, well, no, they got peanuts. That's true. That's true. They have their one themed thing. Steel Vengeance was also really big on its characters that the three trains are named after. Yeah. I guess they have a lot of theming. I don't like it. (laughs) Because none of it was good, honestly. (laughs) They're trying now. I'm excited about this new era, this possible new era of uh, amusement parks getting into storytelling and not uh, having that left behind as a way to use their space and resources. They're all getting worried about Disney. I wish them the best. (laughs) Fact number 47. The transcripts of the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire trial held by the courts were lost. The complete transcripts we have were discovered in the records of the defense attorney and restored by Cornell University's library preservation staff. Gonna be honest, totally forgot we did an episode on the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I've thought to myself in the past six months, oh, I should do that one. Fact number 48. (laughs) Just as transportation to Australia began with U.S. independence, the British opened a penal colony in the Andaman Islands uh, after no longer transporting prisoners to Australia. Uh, This colony was used to sentence political prisoners from their Asian colonies, and conditions were horrifying. Yep. Number 49. Every Disney live-action movie released in the 1950s has either 100% from Rotten Tomatoes or too few reviews to give a score. Oh, wow. With two exceptions. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea has a very respectable 89, and The Shaggy Dog has a 68. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else is all or nothing. Yeah. Uh, Fact number 50. The musical Assassins debuted on Broadway in 2004 after a several-year delay because nobody wanted to talk about shooting the president in the fall of 2001. I can't imagine why. Fact number 51, nearly every woman astronaut to fly in space was a Girl Scout. And the current CEO of uh, the Girl Scouts of the United States is a rocket scientist. Or was. I I don't know if she uh, does both jobs actively. Probably had to take a pause on one. (laughs) Number 52, contemporary artists that claim the title Surrealist uh, include Julie Curtis and Penny Slinger. Check out their stuff. It's cool. Fact number 53, Bertha Palmer, president of the Board of Lady Managers of the 1893 World's Fair, was among the first Americans to collect Impressionist work, and her purchases form the core of the Art Institute of Chicago's Impressionist collection. Hey! Fact number 55, CIA officials claimed documents on Project Ajax were destroyed in the 60s because the safes that they were kept in were just too darn full, and something had to go. Uh Uh-huh. These are the same documents that were released in 2013. Oh, you big liars. Uh, Liar, liar, pants on fire. What's up? Fact number 55. The Guinness World Record for the longest time breath held voluntarily, male, is 24 minutes, 3.45 seconds, and was achieved by Alex Segura Vendrell of Spain uh, on the 28th of February, 2016. The reason that this is the fact I put in is I just love the title, Longest time breath held voluntarily male. The voluntarily is very important. (laughs) Right? That does a lot of work. How do you get to that point? How do you train for that? What do you do? Sometimes when you're very bored and you have a half hour to spare. (laughs) Just decide to not breathe. Fact number 56. One of the passengers of the SS St. Louis was Leon Joel, the great uncle of Billy Joel. Oh, 
He was one of the passengers that was uh, sent back to continental Europe and died in Auschwitz. I was totally thinking of the wrong Billy Joel. No, you were thinking of the right Billy Joel. This is his great uncle. Let's think the guy from Green Day. Oh. <laughs> Billy Joel Armstrong. That's Billy Joe. Billy Joe. Is it Joe? Yes. Not Joel? No. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. Huh. <laughs> well, I was thinking about him anyways, and I was like, that, really? Fact number 57. There were about 20 songs written for Mary Poppins that didn't make it into the film, uh, left in various states of completion. Yeah. Number 58. PBS is commemorating its 50th anniversary year in 2020 with the PBS American Portrait National Storytelling Series. This is where people share their own thoughts and stories, which are then woven into a documentary program to be broadcast on PBS. That sounds cool. And you can just go on the website and see everything that everybody's submitting. That's cool. It's very cool. Fact number 59. The New York Times article on the Wingfoot Air Express crash misnamed the airship the Wing Fool. <laughs> right up in like the first or second paragraph. People were like, no wonder why it happened. Right? <laughs> 60. The Rosenberg Fund for Children was founded uh, by the Rosenberg's children to give grants to the children of targeted activists uh, so that they will get the support that they, the Rosenberg children, were denied after their parents' arrest and execution. Ah. They had a rough time, uh, like yeah. family not wanting to take them in, orphanages not wanting to take them in, getting expelled from school. Yeah. Yeah. Fact number 61. The national tour of Millennium Approaches began in September 1994 with an engagement at Chicago's Royal George Theater. We've been there. Right off of North and Clybourne, a half block away from Steppenwolf. Yes, right off North and Clybourne. You are correct. <laughs> I've been inside there. It's a weird, weird building in space. Mm -hmm. The Royal George. Mostly because they have like had a continuous production of like things to do with nuns, like <laughs> nun comedy shows. And so there's just posters of nuns everywhere. <laughs> Fact number 62. One member of the Committee of 50, the group San Francisco's mayor assembled to respond to the earthquake, was Louis T. Glass, better known as the inventor of the jukebox. Hey, dance time. 63. Deception Island is home to Spanish and Argentinian Antarctic research bases, an active volcano, and also a reportedly haunted old whaler's camp. Oh. Spooky. So spooky. Just whale skeletons lying out in the open. Yeah. Number 64. The flag that, the flag that Commodore Perry flew on his expedition to Japan returned to history when it was requested by General MacArthur to be hung on the wall during the Japanese surrender ceremony ending World War II. Yeah. Symbolic. Fact number 65. Multiple Births Awareness Day is May 28th, the Dion Quintuplets' birthday. That's weird. As far as I can tell, this is only recognized in Canada. The U.S. Uh, recognizes Multiple Births Awareness Month in April. <laughs> Execute Fact 66. The 8th October Revolutionary Movement re uh, resisted Brazil's military regime by kidnapping foreign diplomats like U.S. Ambassador Charles Burke Elbrick to use in prisoner exchanges for tortured dissidents. Mm-hmm. That's one form of direct action. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Number 67. The second defenestration of Prague uh, that we talked about in our in, in a previous you know New Year's episode is now called the third defenestration of Prague. Oh, they missed one. Oh, 
The new second defenestration involved dead bodies thrown out the windows of town halls during a coup in Prague. How do you miss that? (laughs) Fact number 68. Whiteboards were either invented by photographer Martin Haidt taking notes on his photo negatives and wiping them off with a cloth, or Albert Stallion, who failed to convince the steel company he worked for that enameled steel could replace blackboards. Is this like a great, like, feud? This is a feud. So this is going to, eventually they're going to figure it out, and it's going to be like the paperclip thing, Mm -hmm. where half the world is convinced that it's this one person, and it's not. Either way, whiteboards would not uh, reach widespread use until the invention of the dry erase marker, which is not contested. Yeah. We know who did that one. Well, and then you really needed to have that dry erase cleaner (laughs) to continue the use. Fact number nice. There are currently 702 animals and 1,828 plants on the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service's list of endangered species. This is a fact that I could not share when we did this episode because the website was down. That's right. Yes. (laughs) That is right. Fact number 70. The Leopold and Loeb murder inspired Alfred Hitchcock's Rope, a film presented in real time with nearly all cuts obscured. The only visible cuts uh, occur when the projectionist had to swap reels in in the booth. Oh. Number 71. Other Riot Girl zines include uh, Snarla, Runt, and Manifixation. Readers could discover these titles and more through the Action Girl newsletter. Yeah. Fact 72. Narrating a story for Reading Rainbow is probably the only job Julia Child and Freddie Prince Jr. have in common. I would love to be a narrator on Rainbow. <laughs> That'd be great. I would love for that fact to be wrong. I I need to know what else they have in common. Does Freddie Prince Jr. like to cook? <laughs> Did Julia Child ever write storylines for WWE? The people deserve to know. I, questions. So many questions. 73. One thing I forgot to mention, actually, uh, I, I know we revisited the, the episode where we talked about Frankenstein earlier in this uh, uh, list, but one thing I forgot to mention in that segment was the, the whole thing about Percy Shelley being a host to an alien robot goo. It's, it's easy to overlook. Is this your Doctor Who one? Shh. Okay. It's the Doctor Who one. Number 74. The CDC reports that in 2018, only 83.2% of children under 35 months were given the recommended DTaP vaccinations, compared to 92.7% for polio. Vaccinate your f***ing children. For, for all of it. Not Please. just. I'm, I'm worried about the 9% gap there. Right? Fact 75. 20th century feminists have have claimed Rosvita's plays as evidence that women have always contributed to culture, but that those contributions have been downplayed and forgotten over time, much like Rosvita's plays were for centuries. Uh, Rosvita herself accepted the idea that women are inferior to men due to the fall of Eve. She needs therapy. She needs to not be raised in the Middle Ages. Yes. Fact 76. Rocky Road ice cream was invented by William Dreyer of Dreyer's Brand Ice Cream, not to be confused with Breyer's Brand Ice Cream, in 1929, and named for the Rocky Road Ahead following the start of the Great Depression. It's a good ice cream. It's really good, though. You got those marshmallows. You got the crunch. I'm a big fan of Rocky Road, and I feel like Rocky Road is actually a flavor that is hard to come by. 
Yeah. Like, if you go to an ice cream place, it is very rare that they have Rocky Road. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many ice cream manufacturers are trying to push their own chock-full-of-stuff flavors. Yeah. When it's like, really, I just want a good Rocky Road, and I want a good Mackinac Island fudge. Yeah. Which you cannot find outside of Michigan brand ice cream. <laughs> Fact number 77. U.S.-backed attempts at regime change in Venezuela continue, including one this past week using a Florida-based private security company that was interrupted by fishermen. Oh. Yeah. Go reach search that one a little bit more, everyone. <laughs> Number 78, John C. Fremont, who bought Alcatraz Island for the United States, had previously claimed the Rocky Mountains and mapped the Oregon Trail. He was later tried for mutiny in a dispute over who should be the military governor of California. Oh, goodness. Some wires got crossed, some messages didn't get relayed, and uh, he got got tried for mutiny. Yeah. Number 79, the European Space Agency is the only body to have a 100% success rate for orbiting and flyby missions to Mars. However, both their lander attempts have failed. India's ISRO is the only space uh, uh, body to have a 100% success rate overall with Mars missions from their single attempt to date. See, that seems a little rigged there. (laughs) They do have another one planned uh, to, to launch during an upcoming Mars launch window. So they're really hoping that one goes well, so it stays at 100% and not this, like, (laughs) 50-50. Two for two. (laughs) Fact number 80. The the Little Salkeld rail accident killed seven passengers when the engine fell into loose clay at 60 miles per hour and the first two carriages telescoped together on January 19th, 1918. What was that one connected to? Yeah, it's another train accident of 1918 that you didn't talk about. 1918 was a rough year (laughs) for a lot of reasons. 81. English spiritualism led to the founding of The Ghost Club, the world's oldest paranormal research organization. It still operates today after dissolving and reforming several times in between. Gotta rethink yourself, you know. Fact 82. On September 22nd, 1918, one express train rear-ended another, killing 18 and injuring 118 in Dresden-Neustadt Station in Dresden, Germany. So here's the thing. Trains were actually very dangerous. Fact number 83. The Milwaukee Art Museum holds the world's largest collection of art by Georgia O'Keeffe, a Wisconsin native. Hmm. 84. The landscaping budget wasn't enough to buy all the trees needed for Disneyland. So they put ads in local papers around Southern California that they just take any unwanted tree you had in your yard at no cost to you. Yep. You want that tree gone? We'll take it. You give them the tree, they will give you not having a tree anymore. That's the deal. That is such a great method. <laughs> it's so smart. It's so, like, resourceful. Mm-hmm. Um, It's a public service. <laughs> Fact 85, part of the comfort of a Pullman sleeper car was that they rocked less because the wheels were set further apart. Its adoption required widening the standard gauge of rail all across the country. Oh my god! It was so popular, they essentially remade the train infrastructure of America. That's insane. Fact 86, Little Men has two film adaptations and a 26-episode Canadian TV show. I think I mentioned that. Joe's Boys has only been adapted as an anime. Well, yeah. However, that adaptation is mostly in name because for most of its run, it's covering the events of Little Men. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Number 87. A federally funded study announced that one quarter of Navajo women had high uranium concentrations in their bodies. Infants as well. These results were shared one week from our episode's release date. Oh my god! Fact 88. Key West's first ghost tour is led by the man who wrote the book on Robert the Doll. Lit- literally, he wrote a book on Robert the Doll. Yeah. And the tour includes visiting Robert in his museum home. I think I looked at his website. Yeah. Yep. No, no conflict of interest there at all. Uh, fact 89. The FSA's most famous photograph, Migrant Mother, inspired a donation drive to, del- to deliver food to the migrant camp where it was taken. By the time that uh, relief arrived, the subject of the photo, Florence Owens Thompson, had already moved on. Like, just moved or, like, died? Moved to a different migrant camp. Okay, because, like, moved on. We don't do euphemisms here. (laughs) Okay. Fact number 90. Elizabeth Fleischman pioneered the use of x-rays to find bullets in people's bodies uh, during the Spanish-American War and also uh, uh, invented protective measures for x-ray operators in 1904. She died of cancer from her exposure to radiation in 1905, and her gravestone reads, I think I did some good in this world. Oh boy. Number 91. Robert Bloom was a believer in equality and popular sovereignty and a member of the Frankfurt Parliament of 1848. He left for Vienna as an emissary to their new revolutionary government. He arrived when the imperial forces were attempting to retake the city, and he accepted command of a company of troops. He was executed after the surrender when the Habsburg forces denied his claim to diplomatic immunity. Mm. Fact number 92. Arnold Rothstein, who bankrolled at least one of these schemes to fix the 1919 World Series, was killed over his gambling debts, but the killer was never identified. He told the cops who visited him on his deathbed, you stick to your trade, I'll stick to mine. Yeah. Fact number 93. Lucy Maud Montgomery's shifting perspective on war is reflected in the figure of the Piper in both her journals and in later Anne books. He appears first as a noble Highland Piper inspiring bravery and patriotic duty, but later is the Pied Piper leading the children to ruin. Yep. Fact number 94. In 2019, Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary, said that uh, George W. Bush never lied about Iraq and that he himself had only, quote, faithfully and accurately reported the assessments of the intelligence community. Uh-huh. He would say that, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. Number 95, Kleenex Ultra, the first three-ply facial tissue, was introduced in 1990. Oh, so fancy. So fancy. So fancy. Number 96, the Jesuit order was founded by St. Ignatius of Loyola, also famous for having his legs hit by a cannonball and having surgery, of course, without anesthesia. He is the patron saint of both soldiers and educators. That is why there's so many schools named after him. Mm Mm-hmm. I would imagine a lot of those are founded, in turn, by Jesuits. Probably. Yeah. Number 97. The film Babyface was released in 1933. It's about a young woman played by Barbara Stanwyck who moves to the big city and sleeps her way to the top. Before she does, she gets an impassioned speech about hard work and, and proper morality. This speech was written by Joseph Breen and dubbed in over, uh, some reverse shots over the actor's shoulder. Mm Mm-hmm. The original scene, where she is told, exploit yourself, use men to get what you want, was rediscovered in 2004. Hey. 
Number 98. ACT UP Chicago's most renowned single action was a demonstration to open Cook County Hospital's AIDS ward to women. They did so on the very next day. Oh. Fact number 99 from our most recent, our just previous episode. Yeah. The German Army field uniform made famous in media was continually revised throughout the war, often due to supply shortages. This included replacing the infamously impractical internal leather suspenders with with cotton webbing. Oh, yeah. The, the much more practical external uh, weight belt. Yeah. Used by Allied forces. Mm-hmm. You did it. I did it. And that brings us to fact number 100. Yeah. I love you. Aww. No. That, that's, that's very cute. Yeah. It's very mushy. I love you, too. You want to know what I learned on this episode? What did you learn, dear? I forgot how many uh, topics we've covered. 99, I would say. <laughs> well, more than that, because you got to double count the New Year's episodes. This is true. Yeah. There are some ones, though, where I was like, what's this? Oh, I didn't remember writing about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. It's been, a, it's it's been four years. Four years. Uh, this episode is going to come out uh, a mere 25 days before the actual anniversary of uh, our first episode being uh, uploaded. Hey. So, wow, 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 wow. wow. Uh, so with that, we're going to take a quick break and be back with your letters. Are there letters? Of course there are letters. Oh, okay. are back hi everybody and it's not just us it's also you in the form of letters letters so uh ramona writes in and shares a story uh that uh she was reminded of after we talked about how some grandmas gotta be bad cooks Mm -hmm. is a story of ramona's grandma uh making a frozen pizza back when frozen pizzas were new Mm-hmm. Grandma didn't know that you were supposed to take the plastic off of the frozen pizza and cook to the pizza with the plastic and served it that way. Also, Grandma made poison, you're saying? Possibly. Possibly. This is apparently the same Grandma that got shot by a sniper. For pizza crimes? No. Oh, okay. But, uh, Ramona also writes in uh, about our prompt, which was basically write in about whatever you want. Which is sort of every episode, really. Kind of. We kind of do say that at the end. And uh, Ramona wanted to point out uh, the general strike uh, that was happening across multiple industries planned for May Day, so May 1st, that just recently passed, and wanted us to urge people to look into uh, General Strike 2020. The issues aren't related just to one day. Mm-hmm. They are things that are constantly going on uh, to make make sure workers receive basic human like rights. Yeah, and, uh, you know everything in their jobs. Have solidarity with each other. Keep it going. Thanks, Ramona. We also got a letter from George, who uh, is thankful to hear the Zoot Suit riots get a bit of exposure uh, out in the world these days. And thank you for for your kind words about how we handled the topic. I'm glad it got a thumbs up because <laughs> I wanted to do it well. Uh, George gave us something to say, which is, hey, check out another podcast called Good Idea. It's got George and two other people uh, using philosophy and comedy to solve your everyday problems. Ooh. So there you go. Thanks, George. 
Arp writes in, gives us a show prompt that I'm pretty sure we've gotten from other people before. Probably. I think so. So thank you. We will keep it to ourselves in case we one day do it. Thanks, Arp. Peter takes advantage of my my open-ended prompt in a very rude way. Yeah. So here is what Peter wants me to say. Red lorry, yellow lorry. 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 I control this show. I have the editing magic. Ha 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 ha. Thanks, Peter. Uh, Kevin writes in, uh, and shares some very cute dog pictures of Wally. Wally! A little golden duder pup. So little. Very cute. Thank you, Kevin, and best of luck to little Wally, growing up big and strong. Yeah. Claritic writes in, with the additional information you requested, dear, about the cakes. Yes. Which is that we sort of misinterpreted what Claritic said in the first place. The, oh. the ingredients were not dangerous. They've just been replaced with healthier alternatives. Oh, that's not as much fun. There, there is no about. strychnine cake. Just, uh. Man, I was really hoping it was something where they're like, oh, dang, we accidentally gave ingredients that create like TNT in this cake. You know what tastes great? Asbestos. Uh. <laughs> But in, in order to uh, smooth over that miscommunication, how about some examples of other uh, things that grew out of happy accidents? Like uh, the entire fighting game genre as we know it is the result of Street Fighter 2, particularly Street Fighter 2's combo system. The ability to land more than one hit at a time becoming a central focus of the game. That was an accident that a tester just sort of stumbled across and they're like, no, that's fun, though. Let, let's do that. <laughs> All of these stories uh, happen to be about video games. So now we move on to DMA Designs. They were a British company making a, a vehicle-based action game, but not aware how to make it fun. Until one day, somebody accidentally uh, made the AI for the police really aggressive and so they just leaned into that, like, oh, the fun is you're a criminal. That was the first Grand Theft Auto game. <laughs> and the last story is about Japanese game developer Tomohiro uh, Nishikado, who had a whole lot of trouble getting the, the hardware to handle all the enemies on screen he, he had in his plans. So what would happen was that the game would start off really, really slow. And as the player killed more enemies, the, the hardware would catch up and it could go faster and faster. Uh, he never did fix it. He just sort of hoped that players would find it fun. And that game was called Space Invaders, so I guess it worked. Yeah. This weird hardware limitation uh, created the, the concept of the difficulty curve. Nice. So thank you, Claritic. And thanks to everybody who wrote in. Uh, we do appreciate all your letters. And where can those go, dear? Those can go to historyhoneyspodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your show suggestions like ARPs. We want to hear your, your corrections, your questions, any stories you might like to share. And in particular, the prompt we provide for every episode. So, darling, what do you want to hear about for episode 101? Tell me about your favorite food mascot. Food mascots. Yes. Are you a Cap'n Man? Or a Trix Bunny. Why are so many food mascots cereal-based? Because they got to market to children. That makes sense. That makes sense. And again, those can go to historyhoneyspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. It helps new people find us and it makes us feel good. 
my heart swelled three sizes that day. Because we got three stars. <laughs> Imagine what would happen with five stars. I'd explode. Only five stars. <laughs> you can also help us out by telling a friend. Word of mouth is the most powerful word there is because nobody trusts anybody anymore <laughs> that they don't personally know. This is true. And can you blame them? Really? Really? You can also follow along with us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter. Go for the trifecta. Why not? At, At History Honeys. Yes. Additionally, I'd like to remind everybody to check out Sex Archie, our Riverdale recap podcast. Riverdale just finished its fourth season, and so Sex Archie did as well. Uh, we've got everything you, you could possibly hope for as we now enter the slow season on that show of occasional bonus episodes, which are themselves quite a bit of fun. Yes. But it's, it's a great time to uh, jump in. Get invested, get up to speed, because who knows when the fifth season's premiering? Who knows? Normally, I would say August or September, but eh, ah. I would not say August. <laughs> I would say September or October. Shows don't start in August, unless they're like reality shows. Certainly not this August. No. Uh, you can also check out the most recent episode of Flash in the Pancast, where I was uh, a guest. Yeah. We talked for quite a long time. Uh, Flash in the Pancast is a show where, where they have guests on to talk about Flash animation. Uh, so all your your early internet uh, uh, wonders. And, <laughs> and they had me on to talk about Scream of the Shalka. A very ambitious 2003 uh, Doctor Who episode that was made uh, with the intent of it being the relaunch of the brand for the 21st century. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, and no. we talk about that a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. I guess so. So with that, I'm Grant. I'm Elena. And history's better with, with your honey. honey.